Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So... Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to episode 20. That's right, we've done 20 of these of The Naughty Step, the parenting podcast for parenting people. Starring columnist, modestly successful author, and the man who, come the revolution, will be known as, of Robin, Stuart Heritage. And woman Robin Wilder. (laughs) Here is the TL semicolon DR of this podcast. We're married, we're parents, we're tired and we're busy. So for some reason we've decided to carve 25 minutes out of our day to swear at you about parenting. Enjoy! Today on the show... All the weird shit we say as parents. Dr. Zoys's book, uh, There's a Wocket in My Pocket again. Plus, an exciting giveaway. <laughs> I can't wait! What revolution are you talking about, Robin? The one about incels. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? When the incels rise up and take over people, I'm still going to have your taken name, no, given name. No, this is why the men will never win because they just don't understand. The incels will try to rise up, but will uh, all the women will defeat them by I don't know spraying impulse in their faces, <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll be in charge, and that's when you will be of Robin because the only way that we know how to be in charge is uh, from, through popular culture, and the most popular of cultures is The Handmaid's Tale. I haven't. I you're know. the only person I know who's talking about this. Also, you're the only person I know. <laughs> well, I don't go did out they, what's everyone talking about, Stuart? What's everyone talking about? I don't know. Like, I spoke to you, mm. a three year old, yeah. and an estate agent <laughs> in the last 48 hours. What are the. The estate agent said, I'm not going to lie a lot. I liked him a lot. Do you know what I liked about him? He what? made no pretenses of being friendly. He was just like a... He's like a programmed estate agent robot. He made no... None of that... Do you remember the, when we moved into this house, the estate agent was like, yeah, I'm going to DJ at a wedding. And I was like, no one gives a shit if you fucking... What you do, just tell me about the house. This guy was all business, and I respected him for that. That's because you walked in halfway through the consultation. He was no business when I was there. Oh, was, really? I, I, I know all about his children. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and his wife. What a what a gendered conversation! Yeah, man. I would have preferred having just talking the shit with him. No, I wouldn't have done because I just said the opposite of that. <laughs> when you are of Robin, life will be a lot simpler because Why? you will have these decisions taken away from you. So good, <coughs> good. That sounds great. I hate making decisions. I hate working. I hate having any sort of 
agency at all in my life. I want all of that taken away from me. And I think in that sense, The Handmaid's in The Handmaid's Tale have actually got it pretty cushy. Really? They, so they don't have to decide what to wear, which no. is always bother. Yeah, I, don't, I like that. I like uh, you get your own house that you don't have to pay for. That's good. Yeah. You get to have your end way. Yeah, yeah. Regular sex. Regular sex. Can you remember what that's like, Robin? <laughs> Pegular <laughs> mechs. I don't understand the words that you're saying. I think the handmade cell is great. I would do it in a heartbeat. You would be a handmaid? I'd absolutely be a handmaid. Okay. Just do what you're told. Yeah. Everything's fine. Fine? Yeah. Okay. What happens to the handmaids who do exactly... The only problem with the handmaid's cell are the handmaids who do uprisings. They get their eyes cut out and they get, you know, their bits cut off. If they don't do anything, if they just go along with what's being done, they have a great life. Tell me, the life of a handmaid, tell me what's wrong with it. Well, Apart from the rape. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from the rape, tell me what is wrong with being a handmaid. Well, one thing is the beds in that red centre look pretty uncomfortable. Right. And also they have baths and not showers. <laughs> I mean, those are my peeves. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I suppose you could argue that your kid gets taken away from you. What if you don't have any kids? Well, that's not the situation, is it? That's not the situation for one handmaid. Right, so uh, what about your loved one? Uh. <laughs> What about your house, your job? Your... Don't care about house, don't care. Genuinely don't I care about job? either Why of those Why did I things. say, I knew you were going to. Uh, what about deciding what you're going to do? Don't care. Again, I don't care. My ideal life would be one where I wake up and someone just says, do that, do that, do that. Don't waste your time okay, thinking Okay, okay. I'm going to say two words to you. No podcasts to listen oh, to. no. How will I cope? Really, you're just going to stare at a wall, not read anything, oh God, and then, and then so be raped. <laughs> Apart from the rape. It sounds great. It sounds like a holiday. Just, you just get to concentrate on one thing at once. But nothing is rape. No, no, we're not discussing the rape. We're, we're living in a handmade style well, Yeah, rapeless Gilead. <laughs> Doesn't that sound amazing? <laughs> What are we talking about today, Robin? Today we're talking about lies that parents tell their children, including our parents. Yeah, I, you seem to be... To me, it seems like your life is a series of epiphanies, that things that you were told by your parents aren't true. <laughs> well, like yeah. Like the Adam and Eve thing that you were talking about last week. So, for instance, my father... Yeah. ...was a very lazy man. Uh-huh. Uh, when, when I was little, he would... If I did something wrong, he would pretend to pinch me. Right. He would pretend to pinch me. Well, he you. wouldn't pinch me very hard. Right. And he would pretend it wasn't him that did it. Right. And that gradually built into a story he had that he employed a team of giant, shiny red crabs that were sometimes invisible <laughs> to pinch me when I did wrong. Right. So if I did something, and it, I, I wouldn't always have to be something wrong... I could just be sitting there and the pinchers would get me a bit. <laughs> just the casual way you said the pinchers. <laughs> it's just burned into your soul. Yeah. Um, and I'd say, well, I didn't do anything. And he'd say, well, they're just practising. Uh, wow. But, but yeah, it was basically, if you are naughty, if you take a biscuit from the kitchen, pinchers see everything you do and they report back to me. 
But don't they also pinch you? Yes. So... But they, they were, you know, the, the nature of the pinches was uh, uh, unpredictable. <laughs> What's... Okay. I so they were just... giant, I would say they're about the size of a Yorkie. Oh, that's not giant. Uh, oh, oh, I thought you meant a Yorkie bar. Sorry, you mean no, a dog. Yorkie okay. Because <laughs> you, you did a thing with your hands. And I was like, that's a lot of chocolate. Oh, no, you mean a Yorkie <laughs> dog. Okay. Um, and they were shiny, they had shiny carapaces. Uh-huh. And they were bright red. And they just went around pinching. Or peeking round corners. Right, but then, after peeking, they go and they file a report to your father. Yes. I don't think... And, and you know, I've never met your dad. I never got to meet him. He sounds, by all means, like a wonderful man. However, (laughs) you... Kids thrive on routine and known structures, right? That's why they like... Let's take apart my childhood, because we've been here forever. It's like Paw Patrol. It's why they're like, hey, Dougie, because they say, this is going to happen, then it happens. The way they knew it was going to happen... And everyone's happy. What your dad was saying is, they're fucking chaos. <laughs> chaos is going to come at you. You're either going to be attacked or um, dobbed up. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You basically. live in a perpetual sphere oh, of uncertainty. so much about me. Yeah. And my anxiety. Yeah. He thought it was hilarious. It wasn't. He was denying you your basic right to um, knowledge of the world's rules. You're such a feminist, Stuart. I know. Robin. Um, I would totally be of Robin. Seriously, you set me up with a nice you handmade You'd have to clean tail. my house. Good. If that's all I had to do, I'd do an amazing job at it. Mm. I'd clean it really well. I'd get to have sex with you once a month, which at the moment is like... Oh, my God. ...folding, creasing. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah, no. you would have to get... Yeah. Yeah. But then you wouldn't be my wife. You'd be my hand dude. Oh, so you'd have someone else? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Some, uh, frosty bitch. (laughs) You'd marry a frosty bitch? Well, I'd have to in this this society that I've created for myself. Come on, tell me more lies. Um, oh, well, uh, I I found out that Santa didn't exist Mm because my mother trod on my hair while distributing (laughs) gifts. I was sleeping on the floor during a a Christmas sleepover and uh, my mum, she was basically, I think she was taking stuff out of like a big boots bag and putting it in stockings. I remember looking from the bag to my mum to the stocking and my mum's face (laughs) was just... And she was a bat. I mean, I don't know why she lied so much because she was terrible at it. But she went, oh! So I'm just (laughs) putting these in here for Santa, who is definitely downstairs. (laughs) And I was like, oh, those kids at school were right. Oh, and she could see all these cogs turning in my mind. She was going, no, he definitely (laughs) exists. (laughs) And it was just this whispered standoff. Because there were other kids in the room and they were all asleep. So that happened. That was one year. I think I was about seven. Mm-hmm. Um, the following Christmas, uh, I got woken up at, in my mind, what was midnight, but it was probably uh, seven or yeah. no, eight, eight yeah. o'clock or something. And it was completely dark because it was winter. I remember it being quite sort of magical because I got woken up and I could hear like carols in the distance. And my parents were going, come on, get up, come on, have a look. And I came downstairs and they, um, I was very sleepy, so I didn't really get what they were trying to do, but they guided me past this uh, tea plate with a mince pie half eaten on it. it went, look, ah. And I was like, ah. And then they opened the door and I got confused because there was a, a Christmas a, a float coming yeah. down the thing, Santa float. And they were like, oh, look, it's Santa, he's coming. They showed me all the stuff and they were like, yeah, there's Santa, okay, let's go inside. And went inside 
And then they went, oh, what's that noise? And it was, I could hear jingling, like ching, 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 like sleigh bells. On the roof, they were like, oh, yes, no, it's, look, that's Santa going away. He's delivered your presents. And they showed me my stocking and said, but you can't look at it until tomorrow. But my uncle told me it was him on the roof <laughs> having a fag, <laughs> shaking some sleigh bells. That's, I mean, as lies go, that's like... Your mum messed up. It's like a year-long yep. Ocean's Eleven heist. Yep. yep. Perfectly planned out. Yep. That makes well, up not... for the crabs, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. In a way, it makes up for the crabs. I can't really say my dad gave me crabs, can I? Because that's sounds no. very bad. Um, he didn't give you crabs. He employed a team of crabs yeah, to, uh, to terrorise me. Yeah. My dad did tell me one lie once that was definitely a lie. Okay. My dad is one of three siblings... Okay. He ha- there's him, he's the oldest, and he has two younger sisters who are twins. Right. Uh, in the womb, my dad apparently was also a twin. Right. But he... There was some merging of embryos at some point. Okay, so one twin absorbed the other yeah. in, in utero? In utero. He told me this, and we were like, wow, that's really scary and creepy. And then he pointed to a lump on his eyebrow, and he said, <laughs> he's in here. And that freaked me out so much. Uh... And I instantly believed it. And that has no point to it? No, he was just he just decided one dinner what, time to what tell me. It was just a lie. It's not there anymore, because I've fucking looked all the time. <laughs> um, uh, but, having said that I don't remember my parents telling me any lies, there is a good case that I just believe everything they say <laughs> and still believe them. I'm you, a very gullible you person. Are, you are very gullible. What's your Berlin story? You got very gullible in Berlin. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, so a decade ago, I went to Berlin for work. But my first night, we all went on a night out in Berlin. Right. Uh, and I saw lots of women dressed in identical sort of blue or purple vinyl mini dresses wearing big stacked perspex heels. Right. St- like every sort of few metres on the street. And I couldn't work out what they were. Because I was young and naive. <laughs> you weren't that young. No, I wasn't young. I was about 30. <laughs> I literally was about 30. Um, and I said to this guy who I was with, a guy called Florian, I said, what are these people doing? And he said, oh, they're the, um, they've just been employed by the council. They are to um, give directions to tourists. And I said, oh, wow, that is incredible. That is a really socially minded, forward thinking, progressive thing <laughs> for Germany to do. This is why the, the European Union is a wonderful thing. It's these modern ideas. I, I went home, I phoned up my girlfriend from <laughs> Berlin and went, you will never guess the amazing thing that <laughs> happens in Berlin. I phoned my mum, I told my mum. And then the next time I went there, a year later, he was like, you know, they were prostitutes, right? And I was like, oh, no. I think the Perspex heels probably should have, yeah, should have maybe. alerted you to it. And, yeah, I was like, oh, well, they're, all, they're all really attractive too. That must make it easier to be a... Pro- <laughs> I gave it so much thought and it seemed like such a good idea. <laughs> oh, stupid. Do you lie... Do we lie to our kids? Yes. I did tell him that when we went to Milton Keynes and he asked to watch Blippi on YouTube, I said, oh, they don't have it here. Right, yeah. Um, and he just went, oh, OK. <laughs> You can lie to them so easily. I don't. And I think that's my, my undoing. We were in the bath two nights ago and he was re- he was just sort of playing with himself. And he went, what are these eggs? 
and he was like grabbing his scrotum and he'd found it that he had testicles and i was i couldn't think of like a, a nice way to capture it so i went oh they're your testicles and he went what do my testicles do and i went well when you're older you're gonna have babies and things gonna your testicles are gonna help you have babies i didn't want to get into the whole this is how bait i didn't mind telling him that one day you'll have sex but then the notion of sex is maybe that's why people lie to their kids it's be, just because it's it's too complicated it's to a too complicated yes. yeah when I gave him bath once, he went, uh, Mummy, where's your willy? And I said, I don't have a willy, I'm a lady. And he went, oh, okay, it fell off. <laughs> I did not correct him. No. He's very good at vaginas, though, now. Well, he that's knows, a you can point. You can point to anyone and you can say, will your vagina? And he'll be able to tell you. What, are you pointing to people in the street and saying, yes! How loudly? No, I'm not. But, like, at bedtime, I'm like, and what does Uncle Pete have? Uncle <laughs> Pete has a willy. And what does Auntie Emily have? A vagina! <laughs> and what does Grandad have? A willy. And, like, we just go down the line of people. Everyone we know. Everyone we know. Everyone we know. <laughs> yes. My favourite lies are the ones that just have no purpose. Like the one your dad told. Like somebody wrote to us, Kirsty on Twitter, who is at CrustyPH, said, my, said, my dad said the DC after Washington stood for dirty clothes. <laughs> he also said that humans could only die if they were eaten by a tiger. Which makes me think, how is he exp- has, has there been anyone who died in their lives? Well, everyone who's ever been eaten by a tiger. Well, I guess. Zoo. No, but you could only die if you were eaten by a tiger. So, like, Granny died. Yeah. She was eaten by a tiger. That's... Number one, it's a way to instil enormous fear in a tiger. Uh, yeah, no, because then you'd grow up, you'd hear that someone died, you must have been like, oh, it must have been a tiger. It must have been tigers. a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or like, oh my god... Did they catch? I don't. The I don't want to go too dark here, but on the day of nine eleven, Stuart. What? We're not doing nine eleven with tigers. Come on. Today on bedroom book club, bedtime book club. I did Bedside do it. Bedside book club. Today on bedtime book club, uh, I'm going to go slightly off piste and revisit our last choice. If that's okay with you, Robin. This is fine. I don't give a shit. What was our last choice? There's a Wocket in My Pocket by Dr. Zoyce. Dr. Seuss. Well, you said it was Zoyce. It's Zoyce. Yeah, but that makes me think of Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> I don't like the thought of his uh, <laughs> angry... Yeah, one of his pincher... One of your pincher buddies. You might remember, regular listeners, I awarded it a four out of ten. And I awarded it a three. I was too hard on Wocket in My Pocket. I thought it was... It fell into all those sort of surreal... Ooh, this is surreal, it's just stuff, it's just blah, blah, blah. When I looked at it for the first time, Walk It In My Pocket was an entire book of that. Right. It was an entire book of him, Dr. Seuss, lazily getting out of problems. Okay. By making up words. Right. However, two new pieces of information have come to light. Okay. The first is that I have subsequently bought Dr. Seuss's sleep book... It's all made up words. They're like, no. and now to the land of Bibbidi Bob where the flippity flimp is doing a flop of boobly And I prefer it in a way because he's not shackling them to real life objects. Okay. But it's all like, now to Lefty Birth where Kippity Cop and Lobbity Dude do the flippity G. I could do that in my sleep. Where's my. <laughs> Where's your sleep book? <laughs> uh, also, the thing I don't like about the Doctor Who sleep book, it is a million pages long. What I like about Walk It My Pocket. Very, very short, and every where every page has got like eight words on it. So you can be like, "This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened." Go to sleep. Slam the book. Put it down. Go to sleep. Stand up, 
out the door, bang, downstairs, gin and tonic, Westworld, <laughs> fall asleep in my clothes. Perfect, right? <laughs> my perfect evening. The sleep book is enormous and it's packed. It's every page has got like a big poem on it. But have you ever considered that this is so that the kid goes to sleep? Doesn't work if that's the case. Is it because you go, bang, slap, go to sleep, <laughs> wag? The second piece of information that arose about this book that has changed my mind. When I was Googling it, I realised that a rapper called Never Lose... So there's a video of him rapping, there's a wocket in my pocket. There's a wocket in my pocket. Did you ever have a feeling? There's a wasket in your basket or a neural in your bureau or a wasket in your closet. Sometimes I feel quite certain there's a jerkin in the curtain. Sometimes I have a feeling there's a zap behind the clock. And it's it's quite good. <laughs> what? You went from going really good to good to quite good. Yeah, it's quite good. It's good and Herbie loves it. We watch it in bed now. We watch it together on my phone. So there's a rapper. Rapping. And a, in the video that, and, and the book. Uh-huh. And someone else? Yeah, yeah. As you just heard in the clip, a hype man. Oh, right. Who fills in that he does what hype men do. He goes, oh, and mama, and <laughs> And it's great. Because now he makes me wrap the book to him and not read it. <laughs> and he performs the role of the hype man. And it is just flat out the most adorable thing I've ever heard. There's a wocket in my pocket. Mama. in my pocket. Did you ever have a feeling? Wocket in your basket. Mama. Or a in your bureau. Mama. Or a wocket in your closet. Sometimes I feel quite certain there's a gentleman in the curtain. Sometimes I have a feeling there's a sat behind the clock. Mama. And that's up upon the shelf. Not only that, I mean, I recorded that a few days ago. He started just making up his own shouts now. The other day, he in the middle of it, he just went, FIRE! <laughs> I think he's he will be a wonderful flavour flavour to someone. <laughs> So, in retrospect, I would like to, with your permission, upgrade Wocket in My Pocket from a four to a seven. I do you like. I really <laughs> all of this, all of this for you to go, I've got no real investment in this podcast. <laughs> oh, podcast, yeah, this bit. Nah. Oh, whatever. Before we go, my book is out in paperback. It is called... Don't Be a Dick Pete. And it's published by... Vintage. And you... Wrote it. And the listeners can win a copy! Yeah, um, for, I don't know if it's um, a, an administrative error or uh, negligence or spite. I'm not sure what it was, <laughs> but I've got 30 copies of this book that I, I, I don't know what to do with. It's, what I like is you've put them right by the front door, as if you're saying to people... Oh, I know! Oh, the, the estate author agent... Stuart Heritage lives here. The estate agent walked past them on the way out, because I forgot to move them, and he looked at them on the way out, and oh, and that made me feel like a twat. Anyway. So you can win if a copy. You, yeah, I need to give them away, because they're just filling up space. So I will give three copies away of Don't Be a Dick Pete. I will sign them. I will write an inscription, if you want me to. I will lick a page? I don't know. Don't lick a page. Okay. This is bringing the value way down. <laughs> Listeners, if you tweet us at Naughty Step Pod, tell us uh, the most outrageous story about your brother. Or sister. Or sister. Or a brother or sister that you have heard of. And we will read out the best ones, three best ones, and you get a book. Yeah. Does that sound good? No. But do it. It's a good book. Fuck you. 
don't know me. It is a good book. It fits. It's a very slim volume. Fits in your handbag. You can take it away on holiday. This version is slim. The ideas in it are dense and challenging. Yes. It's a really good book, <laughs> but the format is accessible and... It's a normal shape. It's a normal shape. If you would like to win a normal shape book, <laughs> listeners... Then write in. Yes. Uh, next week, I think we've got a guest. We have the guest, Rebecca Schiller, the author of uh, Your No Guilt Pregnancy Plan and another book. She is... What's that called, Robin? I can't remember. But she is uh, she is the CEO of Birthrights and she is our neighbour and we like her a lot. She lives like 15 miles away from us. She's, that's We live in Kent, that's a neighbour. Get some sleep. Bye! Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.